Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It's time to bring the orange with Craig Waters, our product manager covering FlashStack and usually a multitude of other things. Welcome back to the program, Craig. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, um, jack of all trades, master of none. There you go. I think you're a master of at least two or three. I'd, I'd give you credit for a couple of those things. You know, I've, I've seen your work over the years. That's good. That's good. I'm glad, man. Yeah. No, it's um, great to be on the podcast as well, man. Um, I think we did one quite a while ago, but um, I did. I always remember you did one with um, Andrew Miller talking about Flashback, and yeah. you, know, you gave me some good kudos there, which I appreciate. Thank you. So uh, I did want to make it a point to kind of come on. Um, you know, and have a chat today, just, um, you know, talk more about Flashstack and, and some of the thing initiatives that we do with Cisco at the moment. Yeah, it's always good to refresh, right? Because it's a very dynamic environment. Um, you know, the two companies obviously partner really closely around this converged infrastructure solution using the best of what they do with, with servers and networking for UCS and, of course, using our full range of, of storage products. How far back do you go with that uh, relationship and with those developments? That's a great question. I mean, I, you know, I've been a pure nearly six years. I'll be six years in um, in August, yeah. So uh, a couple of months to go yet. But um, but in that time, I've kind of you know I've worn quite a few different hats because I used to be a field solutions architect uh, covering the APJ region, um, and then I did two years at corporate. Um, I was basically involved in. I did a bit of product management for FlashArray. And then um, the rec kind of came up to to do uh, product management for Flashback specifically. And then, you know, fairly closer to when I, because I'm back in Australia and I actually relocated from the US in January, which was um, quite, a, quite a lucky time to do it because I don't, I don't <laughs> think I'd have relocated now if, if it yeah. was the case. But, um, uh, but yeah, so, so now I'm kind of doing solution architecture and product management. So it's not just you know, um, putting together things like, you know, Cisco validated designs and, and um, also doing integration work. So, you know, like uh, some of the integration we'd be doing Cisco around InterSight and, and some of the other things that we're doing as well. So, so there, is, there is kind of a, you know, the, it's kind of interesting because, you know, FlashStack as a solution, um, it kind of covers a lot of different application use cases. It's yeah. more, you know, it's more of a, um, you know, a, a play really around the, the unique capabilities of the technologies, you know, obviously, um, you know, pure storage, we've got evergreen wrapped around the concept of, of um, you know, the non-disruptive upgrade and the ability, you know, stateless nature of the architecture, which enables us to kind of upgrade in place and those sort of things. And what's great is that really actually complements really well with the Cisco UCS architecture as well, because when UCS was kind of um, originally came out back in 2009, it, it kind of created quite a few milestones, quite a new, few new kind of capabilities in the server market, which traditionally or historically had never kind of come to play. You know, it was a, you know, it was API driven. So it had a full um, XML API stack built into it. So uh, that was kind of a unique at the time. Uh, but also more, more kind of interesting was just the way that, um, the way that UCS is architected around this concept of a stateless nature. So, you know, similar to how we can expand capacity and how we can upgrade controllers in a stateless manner you can actually do that as well with the, the components that make up UCS so you know just a 101 quickly you've obviously got your server you, you know, it could be a blade server it could be a rack server if it's a blade server you have a chassis as well um, and then in that chassis you have these IO modules which connect you up into these fabric interconnects and so 
because of the modular design of UCS, it just basically gives you this ability to, um, you know, upgrade components individually so you can, you know, get more performance from the fabric interconnects by going to a next generation or, you know, we can obviously like, you know, in, interchange the blade and rack servers, you know, we go from an M4 to an M5, which gives us newer CPUs and newer, you know, larger capacity dims and, those, you know, memory dims and those sort of things. So that whole kind of modular approach, you know, that means that essentially bringing those products together, bringing pure storage products together with UCS, it's actually a very unique offering in market. And that, and that kind of reference architecture style solution means that we've got a lot of flexibility to solve a lot of different uh, you know, problems in, in, in organizations around infrastructure and around that life cycle management of infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, it's really kind of a one plus one equals three thing, but it is really interesting the, the, um, the, the, the coincidental nature, just the way that it worked out that, that you, know, you have these stateless architectures that get you know, combined together and, and the sort of that non-disruptive up, uh, upgrade nature uh, when you put these two things together, it's really exciting to see. I, I do love the the work that's done, um, you know, around the application spaces. When you look at something that's, you know, converged in this manner, where you where you have sort of this three tier architecture kind of all built together, and you want to go out to someone and talk about how much quicker they can start running you know, mission critical databases, Oracle workloads, SQL server, or how it works really well with all the integrations we've been doing for years and years with, you know, someone like a VMware or for some of the VDI stacks that, you know, that, that, that we've been supporting for years and years. It's just a really natural fit um, for those applications layers, which gets more interesting because then it becomes less a conversation about the infrastructure because that's already taken care of by us with Cisco and more about what are you trying to achieve at an application layer? What are those outcomes you're trying to drive that you can't do today? That's, that's where I like about what, what Flashback gives us, that conversation that's it's much more outcome driven. Yeah, well, I think as well as is that, you know, that the stateless nature kind of helps a lot as regarding, you know, ongoing operational management as getting a you know, growing, changing the solution, but then also there's a huge kind of, you know, and, and we always, talk about this at Pure, you know, about the simplification aspect, you know, yeah. about simplifying, you know, you don't need to be, you know, a, um, a storage specialist necessarily. We're not calculating rate group sizes and all, yeah, all yeah. those kind of crazy things that we used to have to do. Old, old, old schooly kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 But, right. that, but that kind of then applies to the compute aspects and the networking mm -hmm. aspects as well as is, is that you, you don't, you know, you, you simplify the operational management of the solution. And so basically it then means that, a lot of your workforce, a lot of people who are kind of like involved in the BAU and day-to-day -day management of that, they can then focus on other projects. You know, that might be around automation, you know, but it, it, typically it could be as well about focusing more on the application outcome to the yeah. end user right. of the service. So, so they can then be more refined around, well, you know, how's my database working on there? Or how, you know, how, how the application is actually performing? And then can I consolidate some of those applications can i have them running you know on the same system so again reducing the complexity of the solution overall so so i think you know there, there's, there's a lot of different pieces there but when you kind of pull them apart a bit it's actually a real big um value add that you're offering to customers you know by standardizing on a solution like this yeah well and it, you know the other trend that we keep seeing is that so many people in it now are wearing multiple hats right i mean mm. it's uh, yes there are there are definitely definitive people that are just doing storage or just doing sysad or just doing, you know, database administrators, but for more and more places that we go talk to, you're seeing folks where those roles are all kind of morphing together. 
um, you know, why not this kind of platform then for people that have responsibility for, you know, databases and for managing servers and for managing storage, and they tend to wear all those hats or everybody's getting cross-trained now, right? Because in this new cloud-connected environment, you know, everybody is, is, is needing to be cross-trained in these other skills and functions because that's just sort of what the future for administration tends to look like. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we, we always, you know, we often talk about this concept of with Evergreen kind of disrupting the whole um, forklift upgrade, you know, having yeah. to buy new equipment, having it on the floor, waiting for it to be deployed and configured and then migrating all your data. That, you know, I mean, we, we talk about it from a storage con uh, perspective, but, but that's across the whole in, uh, infrastructure. That's across the whole stack, you know. So that that's equally, you know, applies to compute. It applies to networking components as well. So having that ability to, you know, have a single solution that your architect wants and deploy, and then having, you know, having the ability then to augment that solution over time by, you know, being able to add new capabilities, add innovation. You know, I mean, NVMe is a really good example of that. You know, yeah, yeah. right, right. Add, NVMe, not just in the storage, but all the way up the stack to the application, you know, that can have a huge impact on the end user experience of those services that are being offered to the organization's end users. But at the same time, it then simplifies the whole ongoing operational management um, aspect of infrastructure management. So, you know, to your point, people can then get on with the, you know, more important things, getting on the cold face, talking to their <clears throat> their BUs, their business users, and actually, you know, fulfilling application requirements of the stack to those, um, that, you know, the people that are using those applications on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, no, getting rid of mundane tasks and things that are kind of old school, if we want to call them that, you know, that definitely helps with more focus on the end user. I think one of the other ones that, you know, is, is always interesting to talk about in this context is around management, right? I mean, we've done a lot of great work around Pure One as a, you know, centralized place for management, but that also has the predictive support and it's, you know, you know, looking at trillions of data points in installed arrays and we can do predictive analysis around that and putting things like, you know, VM analytics to, to help people better troubleshoot and map the way VMs are working. But you also have a lot of investment on the Cisco side in their management framework. And uh, I think you were involved recently in some, some, uh, some announcements and things that went on around Intersight. And that's, that's some big yeah. news too. Yeah, cool. Yeah, let, let me let me uh, unpack that a bit and get into it a bit more. But yeah. um, so, so basically, I mean, you know, just just to kind of level set what Intersight is, um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that the, our listeners are kind of familiar with Pure One and what Pure One does from a pure storage perspective. Well, Intersight's a very sim similar technology from a, a Cisco perspective. So the idea being is is that you know Intersight is this cloud-based management product. You know it. Um, it's a service that you can connect all your um, Cisco devices to to be able to manage them centrally. So, so that has some benefits straight away, you know, around things like, um, you know, uh, geographical disbursement of assets, you know. So if I've got assets that I'm managing that are outside of, um, you know, the US maybe or, you know, in another geo or another country or whatever, I can use the same management tool to manage those UCS components regardless of their physical location. Um, and then also, you know, you know, the idea with Intersight really is, is to centralize and manage all the, the Cisco UCS components. So Cisco UCS servers, blades, you know, fabric interconnects, all, all the kind of pieces that we talked about um, earlier on, that what, what makes up Flash um, and, and And I think over time, what you're going to find as well with Cisco is, is that more and more of their product portfolio is going to be integrated into um, Intersight. We saw earlier this year, um, one of the last... Um, 
conferences that I physically attended was um, Cisco Live in Barcelona yeah. uh, back in yeah. January. And like there, they announced um, two key integrations. The first was um, the ability to have um, workload optimizer, um, which is a, um, basically an OEM of Cisco's from Turbonomic. Um, actually being able to um, manage and control within Intersight. And then also um, Cisco has a container platform as well, a CCP. Um, and that's actually, again, the control plane for that um, container platform's actually been integrated into Intersight as well. So, so it is really, um, you know, kind of becoming the manager of managers across um, Cisco's DC portfolio or data center portfolio. Um, and, and so what, what we've been doing and what I've been kind of hard at work at the last um, 12 months odd has really been around um, being one of the first third party integrations into, into site. So we built a, um, a flashery device connector. So basically that means that we um, can deploy a virtual machine on a customer's uh, premises within their data center. And then that virtual machine acts as a proxy between all the real estate, all the pure storage real estate that the customer has. So they could have Flash Ray X, Flash Ray C, they could have our older Flash Ray M. Basically anything that's using Purity FA as a uh, operating environment, we can plug those in using that um, virtual machine and that acts as this proxy back to Intersight so that we can do kind of two main areas. First is the inventory. So, you know, the object model of Purity. So things like you know, host, host groups, volume, snapshots, protection groups, all those sort of things. And then also hardware as well. So we can visualize, you know, controllers and interfaces where, um, you know, uh, with, with iSCSI or fiber channel traffic passes through. Yeah. And also, you know, SSDs, um, you know, NVRAM modules, all those sort of things. And so doing that when we can actually then build some dashboards and provide some visibility of, you know, capacity planning within Intersight, um, but then we can also do, I think this is kind of the key thing that um, Intersight does at the moment, is, is that Cisco are in the process of integrating UCS Director into Intersight. And so Intersight has this orchestration capability. Um, and what we've done is we've, again, exposed all the tasks and configuration items that are available within Purity. You know, so you know, creating those volumes, creating those hosts, creating those host groups. Um, and so we can actually build workflows within the orchestration tool to actually go and manipulate the components that make up a customer's environment. So that could be, you know, could be VMware components, it could be uh, Flash Array, it could be UCS. And so, and, and this ecosystem is kind of beginning to grow now, you know, we're yeah. the first third party. I was just going to say, it sounds like, yeah, there's a lot of potential there to expand yeah. it into yeah. a lot of other areas. now right? has an integration yeah. there. Yeah. So, so, so the idea being is, is that, you know, um, you know, that, we kind of touched on automation a little bit earlier on, I think, but, but really the idea is, is that we can build these validated workflows to build repeatable tasks without yeah. having any human error kind of um, included in there to actually go and not just provision infrastructure, but, you know, make adjustments, make changes, take snapshots, you know, clone snapshots into new volumes, present them to test and dev environments. So you get all of a sudden it gets really interesting how we can use this orchestration tool, not, not just to provision, but also for ongoing operational management. And, and when you tie that to something like a you know, self-service portal for ServiceNow, for example, you know, we can get really sophisticated in how we're 
providing that kind of cloud-like experience to end customers in, you know, uh, manipulating infrastructure to be able to provide services that those end business units can utilize on a regular basis, you know? Yeah, no, that sounds like Nirvana actually to do that. And, um, you know, I was on, uh, Barks and I were recording earlier today and it was very analogous to this because we talked a lot about how everything we do starts with an API driven you know, approach so that, that, you know, it doesn't matter what we can go plug into, you know, and eventually you can build layers up on top of that. But if you don't have that API driven framework or, or foundation, then it's much harder to go off and to build those kind of things like we're talking about here. Uh, absolutely, Rob. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think that's probably why we're the first third party integration into yeah. Intersight is because of the fact that we're an API first um, solution. Yeah. And so, it was very easy for us to kind of build that integration and didn't take a lot of time at all. And so, you know, again, um, you know, just kind of, it, it really kind of highlights the synergies of the different products that make up FlashDAC and the benefits that we can offer customers because of that flexibility, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's, uh, let's close it out on one of our favorite subjects, which is Cisco validated designs, CBDs, right? I, mean, this is... I don't think we can have a discussion about Cisco without talking about CBDs. No, but I, I mean, I, you know, we love these, right? I mean, for those of us that live in the apps world, like I do, I mean, it's just great to see the, the, the variation of, you know, different application deployments, be it, you know, mission critical databases mm-hmm. or, you know, ones that have become really popular lately with, with the current interesting conditions we're in with the with you know virtual desktop infrastructure yeah, and work from home yeah. yeah work from home and supporting you know expanding remote workforces and trying to do it quickly and isn't it a great thing that you know we've invested over the years and continued to update around you know using flash stack as a way to support a virtual workforce and that's still relevant right now absolutely absolutely i mean look you know um to kind of take a step back a second you know i want i wanted to kind of share this story with you i mean i I think it's quite interesting for me, really. But um, I used to be, you know, back back in the day, I used to work in a, you know, I've worked in a solution providers, I've worked in end customers as well. And I'd be the guy that would go to Cisco's website, I'd download the CVD, you know, and I'd use that as a blueprint, as a template to deploy this infrastructure for a particular customer or for my internal customer when I was working on the customer side. So for me, there's it, it, actually quite a bit of pride in, mm. in where I find myself today because right. I, I've sat there and I've followed those guides. And You've I've, been that I've guy. I've the configuration yeah. and yeah. Right. to the vendor and hold them account to what they're yeah. doing and all those sort of things. And now, you know, here I am actually building making the sausage in the factory. Yeah? You are. You're the guy behind the guy. That's right. Yeah, that's so, it. So it's kind of, you know, it's super interesting to see it from both ends. But, but at the same time then, you know, it kind of, you know, I feel it gives me a lot of, um, you know, credibility in the fact that, you know, I'm building these CBDs in partnership with Cisco, but at the same time, I understand, you know, the audience of, of, of why the asset's being produced and why it's being, you know, presented to our partner and our customer community to give them confidence around being able to deploy and configure a solution, you know, with the knowledge that, you know, all the hardware components have all been tested together. All the software versions of those hardware components have been validated. And then, you know, I kind of alluded to this, you know, we did a um, call the other day around the um, quick ship stuff and I kind of alluded to this then, but, but I think the added extra layers of the CVD, which are kind of not necessarily always known, you know, to the end you know, user of actually uh, consuming the CVD is this whole idea that, um, 
you know, what actually happens is, is the support organization. So, you know, Cisco TAC, in this case, they actually go through um, and they build knowledge-based reference components so that if a customer rings up and says, hey, we've followed this CVD, we're doing this, they've actually got an understanding of what's been testing, what's been validated. Yeah. So they've got handling notes and how they deal with a problem related to that particular CVD for configuration. So see that be there's, a, there's a benefit for support. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, you're getting validation on a few different levels here. You're getting, you know, there's validation of your code base. There's validation of the, you know, if I put these hardware components together, will they actually work? You know, and I've been, <laughs> I've been in situations, you know, in, in, you know, in partner and customer, environments before where you know and, and this would happen a lot you know you'd be the um the third party partner coming on site to go and deploy the solution um, and the customer would say well we bought this kit three months ago and um, we've now got the project momentum we've got the project manager we've got the skills and you know we've been able to get the, the budget to actually go and deploy and migrate you know here we go here it is so, so you're not actually involved in the the bill of materials um, creation process. You're not necessarily doing the day zero architecture. Yeah, yeah. You're actually you're actually straight into day one and doing you're day one. Yeah, you're you're, so, skip, you're skipping some of that, which is good. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, to be able to make sure that, that all those components have actually been tested and validated prior to that point in time, you know, should that be the responsibility of the customer? You know, like back in the day, it would definitely be because it was the wild west and everyone it had to be. Everyone did. There was no other way. Yeah, but I think today, you know, I think these days it's much more prescriptive. It's much, there's much, you know, we've simplified a lot of that complexity, and and I, you know, I believe it's the responsibility of the vendor to actually go and do that validation on behalf of the customer, so that they don't have to worry about that at all. So, so, so again, you know, you know, there's specific areas to the CVD which which you know. Um, which covers different use cases. I mean, when we put CVDs together as well, we, we typically have kind of like two phases. There's a design kind of CVD that we'll put together and that will be really the, you know, again, aligning back to the day zero aspects of, of um, you know, deploying or, or, you know, putting, bringing infrastructure into an organization and actually having it deliver a business application to a, to a end user use case, you know? Um, and the idea is, is day zero, you know, we do the architectural, you know, like what, you know, what are the requirements? Are there any constraints or risks? Is there any business application requirements? Is there a, you know, is there a specific um, use case that we're covering here? Is there, are there specific deliverables or outcomes? And we can use all those to then kind of combine into some of the considerations that you'd need to take when you know, deploying a, you know, a VDI use case or a, or a SQL database or whatever it might be. Um, and then there's the second kind of phase, the document, which is the deployment guide. And that is pretty much the press this, turn this, pull this step-by-step -step process. You know, this is the hardware, this is the cabling configuration, these are the firmware yeah. versions. And then here's a step-by-step -step process of how we actually go and do the configuration. Right. And then, you know, typically what we'll do as well is, is we'll include you know, an automation tool. So it could be like Ansible or Terraform or something like that. And yeah. say, well, here's all the manual step-by-steps, but if you want to actually go and automate it and, and code the deployment, then these are the scripts that you can actually utilize to do that as well. So, so again, you know, we're, we're trying to cover those bases, you know, from a risk reduction perspective, from a, you know, operational procedural deployment process. And then, you know, that really then kind of leads into that day two then of like the ongoing operational management. Um, and, and that would be where something like Intersight would come in where sure, sure. You know, one of the yeah. features of Intersight, for example, is that they, 
the UCS hardware compatibility list is built into the site. So it'll actually go and audit your UCS components and make sure the right firmware versions are on there. And then you've got the ability to do the firmware upgrades and those sort of things. So, you know, it's really about kind of, you know, gluing all this together with, you know, the, the CVD side of it from the design and deployment, and then the, you know, the intersite side of it from the ongoing operational management perspective, really to provide that cohesive solution around what Flashdack is and you know, how we deliver Flashdack to customers to solve those yeah. you know, application problems that, you know, real business problems that, that customers are experiencing today. Yeah, well, that's a good summary. And I love your anecdote um, that kind of hammers it home for people, right? To know that you were actually, you know, sitting there pulling up CVDs, putting things together. And, and it's, uh, it's fantastic to see that you're, you're building those things today. And, you know, if folks want to, you know, figure out, which ones are available and what they are. Cisco's got them all listed. You can just do a search on Cisco validated designs and, you know, we've got them listed across different applications, virtualization platforms and various things as yeah. we described. So definitely check those out. Um, what else are you up yeah, to? We've done some, yeah. we've done some, what well, are some interesting stuff at the moment? I mean, we just released a CVD, like a, again, a first. So it was a CVD covering NVMe over fabrics. Mm. So in this case, it was actually, you know, we, we pure standardized on Rocky V2 initially. Um, and it's actually an Oracle rack use case. So we're using Rocky V2 all the way up the stack. So we've got, you know, NVMe in the array. We've got NVMe in the fabric. And then we've actually got it in the, not just in the operating system and the, and the compute, but also in the application itself. So it's end-to-end -end all the way through. Um, and there's some kind of really compelling um, you know, use cases there around, you know, reduction in CPU utilization because, um, you know, the nature of Rocky, which is RDMA over converged Ethernet um, and RDMA, you know, so just to, you know, break down another acronym is remote direct memory access. So it basically means that we're not using the CPU of the server um, to drive storage. We're actually using, we're offloading that and it's, we're actually doing memory mapping from the compute node all the way through into the the storage array itself so it basically frees up cpu cycles that we yeah. can then focus more on the application um, and so basically that means using nvme we can get a big reduction in the amount of cpu that's utilized for storage which means that you know potentially in an oracle use case and i'm sure you know um, larry won't mind me saying this no. but um, you know it means that potentially you can buy less um licenses for Oracle. has a direct so, relationship to licensing that cpu utilization doesn't yeah. it at least Absolutely, those, yeah. are those CPU based license arrangements. Yeah. Yeah. And then just a couple of other things. So, I mean, we're working at the moment on um, uh, working for, with our VMware uh, colleagues at Pure around uh, VMware Cloud Foundation. So we're doing a reference architecture uh, white paper with VCF using uh, Flashdack as well. Um, and that's including our uh, partner only product, uh, Smart Config, which is a, a day one deployment tool or automation of a, a Flashdack deployment. And also looking at things like um, OpenShift, so, you know, container use cases. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, uh, business critical applications are really key and important yeah, for us. For uh, sure. With Flash RAX and, the, you know, the low latency, um, you know, um, capabilities of Flash RAX. And so, you know, we're always ongoing refreshing CVDs, you know, so Oracle, SQL, um, you know, SAP as well, yep. obviously. Yep. Um, and then, you know, the um, VMware use cases like, you know, for vSphere, we talked about before. So obviously vSphere 7's out. So we're now looking to um, kind of update the CVDs for covering vSphere. Um, and with vSphere 7, you know, you've got MVME over fabrics now yep. as being 
supported too. So we'll be doing a lot of work and bringing that into the solution and having a full stack solution you know, using NVMe. So yeah, yeah, so plenty going on, Rob. Lots, Lots uh, going on. things to, to keep us all busy. So yeah. Nope. And blatant plug, if you want to hear about what we're doing with uh, VMware and you happen to you know, catch this, I uh, recorded with Cody about two to three weeks ago. So for, for those listening, go pull back the library and pull up an episode from, uh, from a couple of few weeks ago. And you can hear my chat with Cody about all the integrations work we're doing in that space. Hey, Craig, fantastic uh, to have you back on. It's been too long. We got to do this, uh, do this much more frequently. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got a um, I've got a bit of a podcast history, mate. So if you need a, yeah. you know, if you need a co-host, I'd be pretty interested in uh, helping out, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, as the workload, I'll take it offline. But as the workload grows, I can always uh, look to have more help because uh, you know yeah. there's, there's not less work coming my way these days. But uh, it is it is uh, it is always fun to uh, to get to chat with you. Um, take care out there, and let's do it again soon. All right. Yeah, definitely, Rob. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. Um, love the show. Um, it's it's been a um, a really driving force within Pure, and you know, I, I think you. It's really interesting to see all the different topics that you cover because it's a married different set of things. Um, yeah, it's it's been fantastic, and I hope to speak with you again soon. So thanks a lot, yeah. Yep, let's do it. Um, always love having you on. Good. Well, with that, we'll wrap. Thanks everybody for listening. Please tell a colleague. And we will keep the episodes, as Craig said, the, the, the varied set of topics. We'll keep them coming out to you to let you know everything that's going on with Pure, our partner community, and with our alliances. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap for Pure Storage and Craig Waters. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you. Mm-hmm.